Hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Author's Leverage. I'm your host, Parshel Tashi, and today I have a repeat guest on the show. Uh, Cameron Harold was part of The Author's Leverage um, back in our first season, and I'm excited that he is back, and he's actually sharing the good news of his new book, out now. And as well, uh, he's going to be sharing really some interesting tips and tactics and really strategies that you can leverage as an author if you're wanting to have more book sales, but also have that tied to other um, experiences behind your book. So um, I'm excited for this conversation. And right now I want to introduce Cameron. Uh, Cameron is the mastermind behind hundreds of companies' exponential growth, and he has earned his reputation as the business growth guru. He's built a dynamic consultancy with clients that include a monarchy and a big four wireless company. He's the author of six books, and he's also a top-rated international speaker, having spoken on all seven continents. The founder of the COO Alliance, the world's leading network for seconds in command. He's also the host of the Second in Command, the Chief Behind the Chief podcast, where he interviews COOs and other seconds to share their insights with his listeners. Um, so I'm really excited for this conversation. We're going to learn more about his book, The Second in Command, and let's jump right into the interview. Thanks for being here. Cameron, I am so excited to talk to you today. Uh, it's the second time being on the Author's Leverage. So fill us in a little bit on all the amazing things that have happened thus far up until uh, up until today. Um, up until today, wow. So busy, busy last probably 18 months, We, uh, my wife and I decided to sell everything and start living globally. So we got rid of our homes in the US and in Canada and sold our cars and sold all of our furniture and got rid of most of our clothing. And we, uh, we've we been nomads. So we're, we're living on the road now. We've been over, over about 20 countries in the last 18 months together and um, just continuing to explore and travel the world. Those stories like always inspire me because there's always something that you learn about yourself, you learn about your partner or whoever you're traveling with. Uh, what would you say is your biggest learning from that experience? I guess the biggest one is is how little you actually need to be happy, right? Mm. That you want to be able to have the experiences and time with friends and family, but in terms of of the physical things, like the material possessions, um, I've always known that it didn't really matter that much to me. But just really stripping it back now, it even matters less and less. And um, for me as well, I guess it's also just you know wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. I'm able to to adapt pretty quickly into places and just feel reasonably comfortable. Um, that's been been kind of nice to be able to know that and really kind of feel that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're coming back now, January 2023, with the release of another book, which I'm so like privileged. I got to check out and read a little bit uh, before its release, uh, mm-hmm. which is. <clears throat> I I love it because it's just uh, it's I feel like for you it's uh, the perfect culmination of all your experience right what you're most known for in in the industry and the name of this book is called the second in command there it is, there it is. second it's in the command the first copy the first copy I, I just got a couple days ago man I I mean having already kind of took a sneak peek in it and, and read through it I mean oh my gosh just the examples the stories. And even the archetypes of the type of COO that you need, I thought were just so, so relevant. So um, I would love to hear like your intention in writing this book. Where did, where did the idea come about outside of just your experience as a C, you know, CEO whisperer? Um, how did this come about? 
Yeah, it's interesting. So this is my sixth book. Um, and it's probably of all the books, it's the only one that I really wrote with as much intention as I actually put into this. So I think it, and it's by far, I would say even the best book that I've probably put out of the six. My first book that I wrote 12 years ago was called Double Double. And it was just a compilation of all of the um, the ways that I'd grown companies and the systems that I'd used to grown companies. And, and it was a, a way for me to get stuff out of my head into print and also to leverage my brand as a speaker and to raise my speaking fees and raise my coaching fees. And so it was done with, with purpose. My other books were probably more opportunistic. You know, Meeting Suck was a way to take more of that content and, and um, open it up even more. Vivid Vision was a real passion for, for giving a tool to all entrepreneurs and people to create something and draft something that will help them you know, build better businesses and better lives. But this one, and then free PR was kind of similar. This one, the second in command is really written because I'm running a business that is very tied to this concept. So I run an organization called the COO Alliance, which is a large network of second in commands from all over the world. And then I also have a podcast called the second in command podcast. So probably very strategically, um, this book is actually, you know, very relevant. And it also has a lot of really good content because I've run the CO Alliance now for six years. I've interviewed 245 guests on my second in command podcast. So I have a lot of industry IP and a lot of, um, I guess, you know, depth of, of experience that I could share with this book as well. So there was a, a lot more to it than my others. I love that. I mean, it's like you said, even coming off of working with all of your clients over the years, the number of COOs, I mean, this is just jam-packed rich with just quality, quality content. And for a lot of authors, authors that are listening in, you know, they're likely in a similar situation where maybe they have a community, they have a business, they have something in place where a lot of this IP is already in action. Um, but then it takes a decision, right, that comes to mind to say, how can I, what can I do uh, more with this? Yeah, yeah, one thing that yeah. came to me on this in doing this book more than any of the others was that I really turned to my network of these kind of experts to draw from them and include them in the book. So I probably have 50 or 60 excerpts from other COOs, whether they're members of the COO Alliance or guests of the Second Command podcast, and I've included their content and their names and their company in the book. So it was really an interesting way to start pulling all that content together and, and then tie it into and weave it into my content as well. And I think it made the book a much richer read. I was just reading, I read five of the chapters over video over the last couple of days and just even rereading it over video, I realized how much I was able to include from these, you know, other second in commands as well. So it's not just me with my ideas or my opinions or my IP, it's also including and weaving in all of theirs. And I think there's an opportunity for all authors to do more of that. Yeah, it's more of a uh, community building, more of a collaborative effort in coming together with that to really leverage other experts that can really contribute to the overall message that you're putting out. Well, and it's interesting. Like I, I've always built the COO Alliance where I felt like it's not really me running the CO Alliance. It's me facilitating it for all the other COOs to learn from each other and share with each other. It's not me coming in to teach them at every event. It's much more about me hosting an event facilitating the event and having them learn from everybody else at the event. And I think in setting it up that way, it's really powerful because it allows them to, um, to realize it's about them. And, and for the book, it, it was quite similar, right? I think for a lot of authors, which we try to be the expert on everything, but that's impossible, you know, mm -hmm. to be the, like, I can't be the expert on everything related to the second command, even though I'm, 
I'm getting recognized globally is probably one of them. I think there's others that I can turn to, and I even included some excerpts from other books in the in the kind of content area um, as well. That's so powerful. I mean, one of our uh, clients, you know, he has a very large uh, group of founders, which are founders of boutique service firms, which of course in that that nice sweet spot of not over 250 employees, but not less than 10, right? So it's a sweet spot. And he in particular spent a lot of time uh, and energy, of course, pouring into his group. And from that really formed the basis of what he's able to produce now, which is uh, the answer to the problem that a lot of them are facing, which is that yeah. they're the ba- they're the bottleneck. <laughs> so uh, his his course and what we did with his book in tandem was uh, really uh, just such a good uh, sweet spot to fill the need of his community, um, uh, but then allow it to be sort of the springing board for more uh, attraction to come to his topics and what he's talking about. So well, I, and I've seen a lot of authors who will write a book as a real marketing tool to market something, and it reads that way. And in other cases, I see a lot of authors who write really great books with really great content, and they forget to market something that is even attached to it. And I really tried to to be on the balance of that, where this book will absolutely show people the value of things like the COO Alliance, and it certainly mentions the Second in Command podcast, but it gives so much value in the book itself that um, it doesn't feel like a marketing piece, you know, even though it's absolutely yeah. going to drive the growth of the CO Alliance because it's just so strong. Mm-hmm. And then also because I included so many of these other people, they're more apt to share it as well. Like they're already sharing photos on social media because they were included or their name was in the book or what have you, right? That's powerful. And the strategy you just mentioned is so key. I mean, you're already knowing that this is more than just a marketing tool. It's really something about really providing value in the marketplace uh, for other leaders. And uh, not all authors take that approach, right? And thinking really strategically about how their book is going to work for them down the line. So can you share a little bit more about what your intentions were looking at your entire business ecosystem, the things that you're focused right now uh, on, you know, given your season in the game and all of that like t- tell us a little bit about your thinking and intention overall with what you intend to do with the book. Yeah, well, my first my first couple books were really to build my brand, right? It was to take me from being a good thought leader and being a good business coach and and being a good kind of um, consultant to companies and really elevate my brand so I could charge more. And, and it's done that, right? I get paid $40,000 for a speaking fee. I get paid $10,000 for a one-hour Zoom event. So I'm, I've raised my fees now to a re- level that's reasonable. The, the second books that I put out there were ways to make money and in passive income. And they do. I actually make money off all six of my books. Um, they all sell well, but they were all done in a way that I could have passive income um, so that I could have kind of a, uh, I guess, a flywheel for you know the next five to 10 years. Um, this one was done in a slightly different way. I'm, I'm not trying to coach any more companies. I'm not trying to do any more speaking events. I'm really wholly focused on growing the COO Alliance. And I'm very aware that my podcast, the Second Command podcast, also is great marketing for the COO Alliance. So this book had to be focused just on those two things. And I wanted to write a really great book. Like this was probably, of all of the books that I've written, the one where I really gave it that extra effort, that extra time, that extra caring. Like, whereas my other ones, yeah, like, you know, Meeting Suck, I probably spent 16 hours total. Like I, I was able to pull the book together. It's great. It gets good content. It does really well. But I didn't spend, and I've spent hundreds of hours on this. You know, I went into studio and recorded this one on my own. Like I did the full audio. It's the only book I even did the audio recording of. So I think the fact that I really cared about this book more, that I really leveraged the tribe more, that I really um, 
decided to actually put produce a good product as well as have a strategic view to it is is what's going to make a difference with this one too it's so powerful. I mean, even understanding just your journey and writing now six books, each of them were at a different stage, right? And an intention in that point. So it went from I'm here to build a brand to now I know what, you know, I've got this brand, this positioning. Now it's about generating some revenue. And now it sounds like more of like a more of like a legacy, right? What is it that you want to truly be known for and leave behind? And I, and I love, I mean, with the CEO Alliance, what you've done with that. So what has the response been thus far from those in the community? Yeah, the people in the community really like it. They're super, super um, kind of happy that I wrote it. They're glad that they actually could contribute to it. Um, and they're also really kind of excitedly handing it to their CEO, which is kind of cool, um, just to already see them mentioning it and and um, and kind of seeing that response. So I think that's going to be really interesting. I love that. And are, are there any um, other aspects or other um you know, avenues that you're exploring when it comes to PR, when it co comes to, you know, other areas of actually marketing the book itself, or was <laughs> it, um, you know, mainly the, for the community? No, this is the only book that I've ever actually put a full launch plan behind. And it's not to get number one status. I've, I've In every single book, I've always hit like the Amazon number one categories. I've never cared about the Wall Street Journal or New York Times bestseller status because I didn't want to play the game of having to buy the way onto those lists. I just wanted to write a really great book. So I know I'll hit number one on, in multiple categories again. But for me, I decided to put some marketing dollars and a budget behind this because I now know that if the book sells well and I land one COO Alliance member, that's nine grand in revenue. So I could spend 20 or 30 or 50 grand marketing the book because I only need to land five or six clients to pay for itself. It's kind of a no-brainer. Whereas a lot of my other books, there really wasn't as defined sales funnel, right? If I had oh. hundreds of people read it, I wasn't sure where I was going to get the return. Like, would I land a coaching client or would I land speaking events? I don't know. This I know I'll land members. So there's definitely a full launch plan, you know, happening behind this. We've got a great, um, a great website for, for the book now. Um, we have a full social media launch plan. We've got pre-orders happening. Like it's all doing really well. I love that. And for authors that are, you know, at either of those stages, are they looking to get their brand built, whether they're looking to actually generate some revenue from their book. Um, what are what are some of the pieces of advice that you have for them to be most efficient? I mean, you're, you've uh, done this a number of times now and, and clearly seen what works and how things have, have changed in the industry overall as well. What is the advice that you have for them when it comes to putting out a book and, and, oh, and uh, yeah, just doing it with full intention? Well, I'll give a couple of things that have really worked well for me in the past. One is just to remember that Stephen Covey idea of begin with the end in mind, right? Like what's the purpose that you're doing this for? And then back into that, make sure that you think about it and go forward into that. So are you doing it to list build and how can you incorporate some things that will help you grow your list? Are you doing it to attract clients? If so, how can you make that happen? Are you doing it to sell more books? In which case, you know, what's your, um, your buying program that you have to buy books and can you buy them efficiently like i have a friend who you know got a $250,000 advance on his book and he hates his book deal because oh, it gosh. costs him $11 to buy every book and he does so many speaking events that he can't really afford to sell them hmm. um, so what, what i do is my cost per book is about $2.50 because i self-published and and i made sure that i had a very good publisher so the book is really tight but if i can buy books for $2.50 I can sell them in bulk for $10, which is still 50% off of Amazon's price. Almost every speaking event buys extra copies of the books and I have an additional revenue stream. Or, and this is a really good, good tip as well that people can take, 
once I land a speaking event, I go back to them a week later and I say, ah, I totally forgot to ask you about my books. How many people will be at your event? I can get a copy to everybody for $10, including shipping. And about half the group say, oh, 400 people. Yes, I'll, I'll give you, you know, four grand for the books. About the other half say, no, I can't afford it. So I go back to the other half and I say, I'll tell you what, how about we do it $5, including shipping. I still make about $2 a book and about 25% more say yes. The last 25% say, no, I just don't have any budget left at all. And I just go, you know what? I'm going to send a copy of my book. So everybody in your audience gets one for free. Where do I ship them to? Mm. And for me, the cost is so small mm. that to send 400 books for, for $2.50 only cost me 10 grand or sorry, one grand, it's a rounding error in terms of my cost when I'm getting paid 30 or 40 grand to be there, right? Or 10 grand over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So for me, every single person at every single speaking event gets a copy of my book. And on average, I make about $5 per copy. So that's been strategically a really good way to actually push the book out to every single person as well. That's been an excellent way. That is an excellent yeah. way. I mean, that's through the, the avenue of speaking and being on stage, which a lot of authors aspire to. Maybe they're not at that point. Um, but what are some of the other ways that, you know, also work with, again, just being strategic and um, being smart about how you get your book out there and generate more revenue from it? Well, let's even talk about how to be strategic and how to actually get your book written. Cause, because here's, a, here's mm -hmm. an interesting one. I'm a terrible writer. I, I don't like sitting down and typing out all my thoughts because my mind works way faster than my fingers can. So what I do is I walk around with my phone and I actually talk mm -hmm. and I let it transcribe all of my ideas and pull out all those ideas into rough notes. So what I first do is I type up the t kind of the table of contents for my book. So what's every chapter of my book, right? So if I grabbed the second in command as an example, and I grabbed kind of what, what were the chapters of the second in command? What is a COO? What's the point of a COO? Why hire a COO? Do I need a COO? Starting the process, how to hire, onboarding, working together. What do I do now? And then the party's over and then the appendix. Well, then for each of those chapters, I can come up with a list of about 10 different points that I want to make sure that I cover in each chapter. Well, after I've written down all the points that I want to cover in each chapter, I can literally grab my phone and I can walk around and talk just off the top of my head about all those rough points. That gives me enough of a starting point that I can then have an editor type it all up and copy it all together. And then the editor can ask me questions to fill in the blanks. And I can again think out loud. So for me, my books have been an iterative process of thinking out loud, transcribing the content, editing the content, and then taking a manuscript and passing it out to people like you and saying, hey, you know, 50 of you, can you each read a couple of chapters? Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, and then once they let me know their thoughts, then I can include those people, you know, include their ideas into the book as well. Exactly. That is really smart, too. And, and I love um, just just all the possibilities. By the way, that with them, I was right? just double checking. Yes, your name did hit the book as somebody. Uh, this book would not be as insightful or as effective as getting people to tell others or read it without these amazing humans who help proofread the manuscript for suggestions. And you are one, two, three, four. You're the fifth name out of about 20 that I listed. Hey. You're there. So thank you for your help. <laughs> My pleasure. I mean, it was just a, a, a joy to see the start of it because you're very active on your Facebook and on social media, just sharing, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm working on. And mm -hmm. um, just to be a part of the journey really meant a lot. So yeah, thank you for that acknowledgement. That's huge. Oh, thank you. No, and, and it's amazing how when you take these ideas from different people, 
Um, I call it ideas having sex, that if I take ideas from you and ideas from somebody else and ideas from somebody else, they kind of percolate and become something even better. So that's why I was doing it. I love that. And, and you have such a great mind around repurposing and um, being really smart with your time. So one of my last questions I'll ask you is um, when it comes to repurposing a book, right? What are the things and, and the, the tactics that you feel are most efficient? Of course, we're here creating courses as a, uh, one of the ways to do that with authors. Yeah. Um, but what are some other things, other, other aspects that an author can consider when it comes to repurposing? Because I say all day long, that's the key really to making more from your book is seeing it more than just the book itself. Yeah. So I had somebody take my book and go through and find every single person that I had quoted and pull all of the names and company names and the quotes from all of the COOs and all the podcast guests. We had about a hundred of their quotes and we made up images and social media quotes that we're going to be posting. I'm actually reading each chapter of my book in two different locations. So one, I read it in studio for the audio. And then the second, I'm going and sitting in bunch of a front of a bunch of different fireplaces and just reading the actual chapter. Well, all of those videos will be sliced down into reels and stories and, um, you know, TikTok videos. But the one video will be shared on multiple platforms. So we're doing that. I'm taking every media interview that I'm doing about the book. So I have 16 media interviews this week. All of those media interview videos will be then shared and those will all be sliced as well. So the actual, like this podcast will be shared, but then mm -hmm. I'll take certain snippets of the podcast interview that we're doing together. Those will be sliced and those will be shared as well. So it's just a combination of, you know, lots of things. How do you repurpose the content in as many ways as possible to deliver yeah. value, right? How do you deliver value? Exactly. I always say your book isn't done yet just because it's printed, right? There's still more you can get out of it and do with it. Um, just, just getting started for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, the, our, our coin phrase for the year is how to get more bang for your book. And we're here to support authors in doing that. So it's exciting just to see all that, all that you've accomplished and what's going on with you, Cameron. So um, I want to be sensitive to our time because um, I know you have other interviews to get to and share the power of the second in command with other folks. So, um, but I'm so appreciative of your time. And uh, one of the last questions I ask everyone is, what is your one word? Uh, if there's one, one word you get to share with the rest of the world from Cameron, uh, what is that one word? Like one single word or one, yeah, one word single of advice? Word. Wow. You get a sticky note to hand over the note to the rest of the world from Cameron. One word, boundaries. Oh, tell me more. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I knew there was a choice. <laughs> well, I got, we got the word. Uh, mine, is yeah. to, mine is to push them. Ah, expand. I love it. Yeah, I love not it. create them, to expand them. My, my word of advice, though, is none of this actually matters. We're all going to die and just have true. fun along the way because this is just what we do to make money, right? So mm. the fact that you and I get to do this, but we met during COVID just doing, you know, watching movies together once every week or two <laughs> and getting to watch them and, and talk about them was kind of a fun way to meet each other over Zoom during COVID. So the fact that we become friends that way, actually, we met because of Billie Jean going to an yeah. event together. yeah. Um, but yeah, staying friends since then has been kind of cool. I love it. Uh, and, and I love seeing you and Ashley travel the world and doing your thing too, pushing those boundaries and, and living life. So thank you. Um, yeah, again, thank you. And so much, uh, you know, congratulations and respect to you and everything that you've been able to accomplish and put out there in the world. Uh, it's always inspiring and always good to talk to you. Thanks, Parcel. Appreciate it. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye.